Hello, it's Shelley F. Knight, bringing you Positive Changes, a self-kick podcast. So today on the show, I have Zinat Nurani, and she is a resilience well-being coach and practicing NLP, kinetic shift, hypnosis, EFT, mindfulness, and she's a mentor, speaker, and a published author. In her own words, Zenat says that she can empower your mind to have the life you desire by helping you find and forge your path ahead. Using so many wonderful techniques, Zenat works with individuals and groups to help them bridge the gap between where they are and where they'd like to be, be it in their life or their career. Zena is also extremely passionate about supporting women with their body confidence and self-esteem. And as if that's not enough, Zena also works with schools and parents to improve the confidence and mental well-being of children and young people. I'm now going to take a breath. Zena, you sound amazing already. Good morning. Good morning. So your business name... It's not going to sound beautiful with my dulcet Essex tones, but Vida della Mariposa. That's right. Vida della Mariposa. <laughs> oh, you're so sexy when you say it. I'm going to leave it to you. Tell us again. Vida della Mariposa. So oh, I'm going, to, I'm going to marry you. That's beautiful. Life of a butterfly. <laughs> Is that what it means? Yeah. Oh, so like the transformation, the metamorphosis and things Absolutely. like that. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, Fabulous. Well, I'm a little bit in love with you already. I just think you're qualified up to your eyeballs and belong, and you sound sexy when you say your business name. I say Shelly F. Knight, it lacks a certain something. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to change it to Shelly F. Butterfly by the end of the day. Why not? Why not? <laughs> so you have this amazing career with all things positive, spiritual mindset. Mm-hmm. Has it always been this wonderful, or did you have? A reason for this positive change? Uh, well, actually, no, I haven't always had this um, sort of spiritual uh, mind. I've become more spiritual over the last, I would say, the last sort of five, six years. Um, but before that, because um, of my varied career, it's um, been quite a long, hard journey, but I've had wonderful experiences along the way. Um, but me getting to this point was definitely mindset was a key to everything. So have you always been positive or did you have to sort of grab it somehow? (sighs) I would say I'm generally a positive person. Um, I always look on the brighter side of things and think there's always an alternative, but I must say it's not been easy. Um, I, you know, I think, um, which I'll talk about, I was, you know, as primary teacher, I think that's when I was in that career line is when I lost a lot of positivity um, and confidence in myself. So your background was, you as a teacher, what else have you done? Uh, I was a former figure skater, a professional figure skater on ice. <laughs> so, so in my head, yeah, I'm thinking that that is one change. So you were a former figure skater and then a teacher. Yeah. 
it's not the most obvious career transition, if I'm honest, Ina. <laughs> no, it shocks a lot of people, actually. Uh, it's, yeah, it's not one that people bounce from one to another career line. So I would say being a figure skater was everything to me. Um, and it brought out uh, the best in me, actually. You know, who can actually say, how many people can actually say that they do or did a job that they loved, um, got to travel, got to experience different um, cultures and, you know, form the person who I am today, but also get paid for. Wonderful. Ticking all the boxes. I know. It's great, isn't it? However, you know, you do have your downsides of injuries and things, <laughs> which don't go away. But Oh, bless you. Is that why you went into teaching? Yes. Um, so I think it was... Uh, point in my life where things um, had to change for me at different career lines due to injuries and also I think I, I wanted something more in life um, and I, I to be honest I did get a little bit tired sort of living out the suitcase um, and also the mental pressures of having to always uh, maintain the way you look your body weight um, it just became too excessive for me and I guess I wasn't in a great place and I wanted things to be more natural and that's why I made the career change and um, I kind of went into primary teaching because I thought it's still fun it's energetic and I still get to clown around if you want to call it (laughs) you get to put on those wonderful costumes as well you know during world book day and all those wonderful events that you get being a teacher So I think uh, that's the reason why I went down that career line. That was one of them. The second, I think it was more to kind of prove myself that, um, because I've never really been great in terms of top of the class or the education. I've been very creative and artistic and sporty. And I never felt that I was academically at the top. And I kind of wanted to prove to myself that I am. See, I get that. I'm a bit feisty and I've done a few things in my life and not for the benefit of others, just because, you know, we have these moments Mm. or these niggles where we just think we want to prove ourselves. Yes. So I can understand that. Not that I've ever done figure skating. I just slide. (laughs) I can't even walk down my drive safely in the icy weather. So, you know, it's not a career choice for me. (laughs) (laughs) Neither could I unless I've got a pair of skates on. Is it? Yeah. I can imagine you looking like just swirling, you know, until you get into your car, the neighbours all bowing to you, throwing your roses. Oh, that would be lovely. <laughs> you can always ask them. So what changes have you made? You know, because it's, it's very resilient to go from like your dream mm. of being this figure skater and then into teaching and now into all these beautiful, I say modern, but some of them quite ancient, aren't they? But modern and ancient techniques. So what changes have you made you know because of real resilience you have there yeah so I think for me the changes uh I said before they you know were very difficult um you know going from one lifestyle to a completely different lifestyle I mean when I was skating I, I was kind of my own person and I worked as hard as I wanted to or didn't um then going to a nine to five job, well, uh, primary teaching, primary teaching isn't really nine to five if we look at it. <laughs> it. You know, it was a shock to the system. It took a lot of adjustment in terms of uh, talking to friends and family, trying to get, um, again, it's 
the clarification in my mind, is this the right thing I'm doing? Is it not? Uh, am I going to be able to do this? So, you know, I had a lot of negative thoughts going through me. So mentally, I was having to make a lot of changes. Yeah. Um, and adjustments to the way of life uh, that I wasn't used to. But um, I think because I've always been resilient and a fighter, um, I managed to do it. And, not, you know, I was like, nothing's going to hold me back. You know, that's why it's going to lead down to when I talk about why I became a resilience coach, you know. But I think the key is to having the right resilience. Um, you don't want to be resilient in the way where it kind of drives you into the ground and say, I'm going to keep going, keep going, because yeah, make it. But in, in the meantime, in sort of in the background, you're actually doing damage to your health and your mental state. It's just like, it's almost like a buzzword, but we keep hearing the term burnout. Is that what you refer to when you just yeah. constantly keep pushing yourself? You complete, yeah, absolutely. Which leads to an absolute burnout um, or you just, yeah, collapse. And, and I think that's what happened when, you know, and also being a perfectionist and always wanting to do things right. So coming from the um, artistic world, which is wonderful, but it has its flaws because you always want to be perfect. See, I don't, I don't have that. I'm quite, <laughs> <laughs> that gene's missing in me. People always say about, you know, women want perfection. I'm like, no, this is why I do podcasts and you can't see me. I look like a bit oh. of old chewed string right now, Zena, I tell you. <laughs> Far from perfection, but not burnt out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless you. So I can get that because you're very center of attention, aren't you, in skating? Yes. Yes, I only know this from watching it, not participating. Just in case anyone's going to try and find me on YouTube. I've never skated. Maybe I'll get you on the ice at one point. Do you think so? Yeah, face first or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's just such a, such a beautiful career. It is. From yeah. the outside looking, it always looks really beautiful, Mom, you know. Um, is that your greatest achievement? Um, ooh, I probably would say so but at the moment it is my greatest and it's been the hardest and I've had to fight for that career as well um, because I I you know I grew up in the Middle East I was born in the UK but I grew up in the Middle East and um, I'm also I'm not practicing but I'm Muslim right so uh, you can imagine the family crushes of seeing their daughter on the ice prancing around in a <laughs> you know tights and ice skating silly dress yeah. yeah that's really valid point actually mm. so there were those pressures as well that I had to uh kind of overcome those barriers but I was very lucky and I am still very lucky my parents are very open-minded and uh yeah stuck by me and allowed me to do the things that I wanted to do even though they may have got a lot of stick from their side of the friends and family <laughs> Oh, bless. So is there a particular tool or technique that you use to create positive change? Because you've got many, many tools there. What's a key tool that you use? For me, I very much sort of sit back and uh, the tool that I use is, it, and it works every time, is journaling and writing <gasps> down. Oh, yes. Woman after my own heart. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It is key because I find, uh, you know, with myself um, and 
with many others that I coach, um, if it's in your mind, you just can't get clarity. And it just becomes this massive spaghetti junction going on round and round. And unless you write it down, then you, you, know, you can then begin to see uh, the language that you're using and the words. And then you can kind of flip them around when you start journaling, it becomes more real. Does that make sense? Yeah, so I actually met Julia Cameron at a Hay House event. And she's the lady that did um, The Artist's Way. And she does morning pages. Mm-hmm. So any listeners that don't know, the morning pages is where you wake up and before all that monkey mind kicks in, mm-hmm. you sit there and in longhand, you write three pages of blur. Yeah. And as you say, you know, the answers are within. And I realized after about uh, probably the first week of doing it that I used to write, I think, I think. And a lot of it was just, I was thinking quite a lot. I decided, Zena, I was thinking far too much and I was thinking things, but where was the truth in it? So they, yeah, I absolutely loved journaling. I can't read my own handwriting. It's like a confidentiality. Like (laughs) I think it's from my nursing background where you don't have to be able to read my handwriting, but I'd like write it down and it looks a bit like a bad ECG. Mm. And, um, it just clears your mark, doesn't it? It's sort of like putting your head, don't try this at home, but it's quite a bad analogy, actually. But it's like putting your head in a shredder, getting rid of all that stuff, oh God, and then just yeah. starting a blank. Yeah, don't try that at home. That's a really no, no. bad analogy. No, <laughs> um, just journal, far safer. But it is getting rid of that yuckiness. Mm. And then you just sort of start in the day again. So you wake up. And you're fresh. Journal, and then do that. Yes, mm. yes. Although I, I must say I'm a bit rubbish at it at the moment. And you know what, with the journal as well, you can, um, what I do is I add in my um, affirmations as well. Oh, do you have a positive affirmation to inspire us with? Oh, can't think of one today. Um, oh, you caught me off guard now. <laughs> brought my book because I've got loads in my book (laughs) published so because all the affirmations I've got in there are ones that I've used throughout um, and I use within my coaching sessions as well or with my clients so tell us about your book because you're a published author all the best people are (laughs) (laughs) it's my mini little book so um you know I really because I love affirmations and empowering questions because as we know, coaching is all about questions. And when you ask a question and you suddenly empower someone, that gives me the most greatest feeling ever that I've kind of created this wow moment for that person or that yeah. aha moment, if you want to call it. So what I decided was to um, just get all my empowering questions, all my affirmations together and uh, just put it into a little book so that I can share that with other people because there are people there that need a bit of inspiration or just sort of that little kick up the butt to kind of think because everyone goes oh I can't think of one oh I don't know but this kind of just helps them along the way and I thought you know if it's helped me why shouldn't I share it I'm not going to keep it to myself it doesn't do any purpose for anyone so that's where my book came in um to give to others and let them feel empowered. Um, you know, like See, my- I love that. When I was writing my first book, I had really bad imposter syndrome. Mm. I haven't always been this like positive bouncy ball. 
you just get crippled sometimes, don't you? Because you're just thinking, oh my God, is it good enough? But as you say, I don't need the tools for me. I use them all the time. I've used them for a certain stage of my life. And we have almost a duty to serve others, don't we? Yes. To like, you know, consolidate this busy head and share our thoughts and tools. Mm-hmm. I think affirmations are brilliant. They are. And, I, you know, when people think, oh, you, you know, you don't need them. You're a coach. You've got them all. But actually, we do need them ourselves. Um, and I need a reminder every so often because, you know, we're all human and we all kind of go into a little dip at times and lose focus or lose motivation. And uh, yeah, it kind of gets you out again. <laughs> there is a brighter side. Absolutely. My friend got a lovely friend, Louise, and she talks about the lobster syndrome. And it's like you always need tools because, like, you know, you go through a really hard time and you lose your shell and then you're all vulnerable mm. and you grow through that like life-changing event but then you need new tools or reminder of the tools for when you come out the other side we're always learning always experiencing so you know we need help all the time really don't we (laughs) we do we do and you know I think I realized that even more so um when I was you know a teacher you know when I was primary teaching because you need so many tools then but also not just those self-help tools that's what you need um that you need people to help you through those and I think that's why I came out of teaching because I you know had a burnout um completely and I, I got to the point where I couldn't even walk up to the school gates anymore and I realized that there were so many more tools so when I was out for six months you know the great I mean it's not a great thing but it is a great thing I was doing all these other therapies And that's what inspired me to think, oh my gosh, there's so much out there. If only we ask for help and we accept them, then it's, it's magical. It really is magical because it can make a difference and we shouldn't be scared or fear or think about what other people are going to say that, you know, that judgment of others can really affect us. Um, And so, yeah. And, you know, from that, I said, Do you know what, in my coaching, in my life as a, as a resilience well-being coach, you know, this spiritual person with, with the mindset, I want to have as many tools as possible so that I can help lots of different people in different ways. So to be versatile. See, I love that. And I think we're like really similar when you're speaking about your teaching, mm. about how you got to that point where you were just like, Oh, you know, that sense of dread and that anxiety that comes up when you get to the building of the school, in your case, in my case, a hospital, the ward doors. And you just know that you're no longer in the right place. And then I had this similar, obviously everyone has different experiences, but I started to look at, there's more to life than the physical body. There's more to life than, you know, the diseases I was seeing, you know, treating the diseases, but actually it's a lot of it's emotional stuff. And that's what happened to me. I was nursing did the spiritual thing, went back to nursing, um, remembered why I left seeing that, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> so I left again. And yeah, you just have to find these tools. And what I love about you is that you're not telling anyone it's easy to make a positive change. You said you, you made difficult changes mm-hmm. and you needed tools. And I think that's really important for the listeners that, you know, you can read your book, you can read my book. Mm-hmm. And we're not saying it's easy, but yeah. we're saying it's possible. Yeah, so... You know, and I totally agree with you, Shelley, because it, you know, and you know this bit coming from the nursing, that it's, it's, it, it, 
people find it so easy just to keep on reading, 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 but if you don't actually do something about it, nothing will be done. Absolutely. Yeah, it's the action, isn't it? That first step. It is. And and not being afraid to take those actions. And, you know, because we do have a lot of pressures about, you know, especially your family, they might say, oh, no, that's the wrong choice. You're in a great career line. Why do you want to do that? And, you know, you know, you grow up with certain beliefs as well. And, and that's another part that I look at is people's values and beliefs. And are they true to themselves? Yeah. And that is so important. And like you said, I totally agree. What's the point in going on where you're not happy and you're just digging yourself into a hole even deeper and deeper? Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I'm quite old now. Uh, I mean, my 40s. And so like other people's opinions, you know, don't really care so much if I'm honest. But when I resigned from nursing first time round, it wasn't an easy decision. I just had a lot going on in my personal life. But then I went into writing, especially when I like resigned for good, like last year. People say to me, oh, so when are you going to get a proper job after your writing? It's like, it's, it's not a hobby. Do you know what I mean? There's actually books and magazine articles out there. And people always say that thing like, but when are you going to get a proper job? And you're like, I don't want to do a proper job where I've just got one of those miserable faces that just yells, I'm only here to pay the mortgage. Yeah. I want to be authentic to myself to the people I connect with you know it, there's more isn't it and that's such a common statement you know I got that when I was skating as well so I completely oh, did you? <laughs> a proper job I'm like that is a proper job do you know how much stress that puts on you mentally and physically <laughs> yeah that's the thing though if it's not I don't know I think the creative process is such a healing tool. It really is. Mm. People just don't take you that seriously, do they? Like, you know, the journaling, the skating, the writing, whatever you're doing, such beautiful healing processes. And people are like, when are you going to get a proper job? It's like, oh, well, that is it, actually. Do you know what I mean? Well, you know, Shelley, you're inspiring me to write my next book, which will, you know, hopefully be about me and my life. So... <laughs> Oh, bless you. Well, I'm going to read it because I'm just still fascinated from the skating to the teacher, to A to Z of spiritual tools. I think you're amazing. <laughs> Thank you. So do you have any other messages about the importance of positive change? For, for change, you um, I would say to anyone listening is don't hold back. I know it's easier said than done, but, you know, if you've got things face them head on, write them down, journal, and see how you can flip things around because there is always another path that you can take. It may be not the path that you wanna take, but it, it, it will lead to the right path eventually. And it's about not giving up and consistency is the key as well. If you're going to do anything, I've realized with mindset, because it's a behavior, you need to be consistent with it. Keep, keep at it, but don't have, oh my God, it didn't work this week or it didn't work, you know, it hasn't worked this month. That's okay. Look for the things that have worked because it's so easily forgotten that we forget about the small little good things and we look at the big bad things that are happening. So really try and focus on the positive great things that are happening and a great way is you know writing down things you're grateful for and things that have gone well every single day before you go to bed because then you go to bed feeling great 
I love that. And I'm, and I've just because people out there think that I'm some kind of spiritual guru and always get it right. I am one of the most impatient souls to work the earthly plane. And so when you're saying about like, you know, I've given it a week, I've given it a month. That's so me. I'm the most impatient soul and I'm working on it. But you're quite right that we do. We try something and we want the universe to quickly deliver it and it doesn't come. So um, I'm just making a little note to myself as we were <laughs> recording saying, remember what Zenat said? try 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 again yeah and you know what the universe will answer to your questions or you know what you're wanting when the time is right there's always I believe that there's always a right time for things but when opportunities are there you need to grab them and if it feels right there in your tummy that instinct you know then make that decision they could be butterflies in the tummy, like your business name. But that's not yes. that's not your business. Your business name isn't butterflies in the stomach. In case anyone starts googling, seeing that now, that's not the actual business name. <laughs> butterfly, yeah, let them flutter out. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you. Well, you've been amazing. So I'm sure people are going to want to connect with you. So they can find you on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Absolutely. Now I'm not going to say you business name because you sound far more beautiful than I remind us again of your business Vida de la Mariposa I'm not even going to repeat that oh, go on, give beautiful it oh Vida de la Mariposa lovely oh you're so polite <laughs> I understood it bless you I've absolutely loved connecting with you and you're going to help so many people I love all the zigzagging changes you've made through your life. I love the fact you're highlighting, you know, it's not always an easy change, have patience. That's my note to myself, have patience, Shelley. Um, you've just been brilliant. Thank you so much and continue your brilliant work of helping others as well, Zena. Thank you, Shelley. And it's been absolutely wonderful meeting you um, on here and letting me share my story and connecting with you and with the people out there and yeah it's just been amazing I've had a nice little giggle so it's been great um, bless you inspired you a little bit as well absolutely I've got note to self stop being an impatient soul <laughs> <laughs> so just tell us quickly before we go the name of your book I don't think you mentioned the name of your book so that my name of the book is um, start um, or begin each day with empowering questions and affirmations Wonderful. I'm going to might go and grab that for my handbag. <laughs> See that you've been wonderful and I hope we connect soon. Lovely. Thank you so much, Shelley. You take care. And you. If you found this podcast interesting, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or, or wherever you have listened to this episode. Don't forget to make sure that you've subscribed to the podcast so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. Until next week, keep creating those small positive changes. I've been Shelley F. Knight and you've been amazing. Thank you for listening. <laughs>